consider our scripture, God came to us. He died for us because he loved us. This is the framework of Christian scripture, and we can't read it outside of that. And number two, when reading scripture, we have to read the stories as they are. We can't just dismiss details because they don't fit in with our values or desires. So, either everyone was evil all the time, and everyone includes Noah, or we're making up our own story. Now, I do believe there came a point in Noah's life in which, for many, many years, he did live a remarkably righteous and mostly blameless life that was quite in contrast to the norm of his times. But that was indicative of his salvation, not imperative. It was a response to God's love, not a transaction to buy it. It was a surrender to God in him, not an attempt to be God. It was thanksgiving for being saved. See, this description of Noah in verse 9 Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. We want to embrace this description as the reason for his salvation. We want to embrace this as the reason God had Noah build the ark. We love that story because it satisfies our craving to be independent of God. From the very beginning, we humans have not wanted to be dependent on our Creator. That's the Christian story. So, if Noah was asked to build an ark because he was righteous and blameless in his own right, oh yes, we love that detail. We love that. But here's the thing about this, about Noah being a righteous and blameless man. It comes after the most important and most misplaced and most often misunderstood detail of the story. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And unfortunately, a lot of the English translations don't help because even the one we read together, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Thousands of years later, now in the West with English, Finding favor with someone no longer has the idea of grace as part of it, right? We do something to earn someone's favor. And so we read this, and even translations lead us to think it's not about grace. God's eyes, God is full of grace. He died before the foundation of the world so that we might live. He offers us grace. He is a saving God. Noah found, Noah believed, Noah trusted that God is a God of grace. A few weeks ago, we looked at Peter walking on water. He cried out, save me. Why? Because he was sinking. Think about why Noah 
the ark. Because he knew he needed saving. He knew he was not perfect and able to save himself. He knew he didn't deserve some special favor from God. He knew he was just like everyone else. But he found God's grace. And his building of the ark was his cry, Save me. Lord, you tell me that I need saving and that this is how you're going to do it. I believe you for I know you are a saving and merciful God and I need saving. And so he built an ark. This story is the gospel. It is the good news of Christianity. Look, the, the story of Noah and the ark is an illustration of St. Paul's own understanding of the gospel. Look, it's amazing. Paul said, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 And what did the writer of Genesis say? Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continued, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Amazing. All flesh. Noah included. But, and these are the best buts in all scripture, Paul said, but God demonstrated his own love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ, Christ died for us, for by grace we saved through faith. And the writer of Genesis, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is beautiful, and this is good news. However, when we get this backwards, and when we turn a story like this, a foundational story within the Christian narrative, listen, this is one of the most important stories in the Christian narrative. And sadly, through children's books, and through Sunday school, and through all other attacks on this story, it has become a footnote in Scripture. This is a foundational story of the Christian narrative. And when we turn this into a morality tale, a story that supports the law as Savior, a story that supposedly teaches we should live in such a way as to be saved, or to earn favor, to gain blessings, then we are undermining the entire good news. We are rewriting the gospel. No matter how much, for the law, no matter how much we think it works, it doesn't work. And worse, it doesn't even inspire us. The law exposes and kills. That's its job. Now, some will argue that When I talk like this, I have a very low view of the law. And I have an overdeveloped and cheap view of grace. I reject that argument. And I suggest any other view of the law, the kind of view that embraces Noah as a righteous man apart from grace, that puts Noah's blamelessness before grace and makes it the mechanism for receiving grace, that view of the law is a low view. 
and a very poor, even almost blasphemous understanding of grace, and I want to try to explain my reasoning. See, I have a deep and profound respect for the law, and I actually hold it in the highest esteem. For I believe the law demands perfection. And I believe it demands it from each and every one of us. No one is above the law. But I also believe, certainly, no one can meet the demands of the law. No one. And that is a very high view of the law. A view of the law that says that Noah was righteous because he actually lived the law is not a high view at all. John Gresham Macon has a great treatment of this low view, high view contrast, and you can study his work. But basically what he says is this. If anyone can live the law, then the law must not be particularly impressive. That is a low view. A view of the law that has turned Christianity into a just-do-it religion. Just-do-it is a great Nike ad. Because you know what? If you want to be a great athlete, just do it. Get out there and run. Hit the weight room. Eat right. Get stronger. Get faster. Practice what you do. And you will get better. Just do it. But if that's all that's necessary for meeting the demands of the law, just doing it, then what's the point of Jesus Christ? Honestly, why are we Christians? We don't need then to read the Bible in the framework of the gospel. And we can just point to Noah and say, just do it. Just be like Noah and you'll be saved. Do you see how subtle it is and how, how subtly easy it is to twist foundational stories in Scripture into something that is not Christian? I don't believe anyone can keep the law. And that is why I have such a high view of it. And that is why I believe so deeply in grace and have the highest view possible of grace. For if grace is not free, and if grace is not as big as I believe it is, then no one, and I mean no one, will ever be saved, will ever be loved by God, and will ever be free. Like we saw last week, St. Paul himself wrote this, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. And that brings us perfectly back to Noah. There's only two ways to read the Noah story. Either we are correct, and this myth we have built around Noah is true, that God saved him because he was a righteous person for living so blamelessly? Or, St. Paul is correct. And Noah was every bit the bastard that we all are. Sometimes pretty good, and sometimes horribly bad. 
but he was considered righteous because of grace. Because of the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world, because Jesus Christ's righteousness was imputed to him. There's our two choices for reading the Noah story. Call me old-fashioned, I'm going to go with St. Paul. See, I don't know about any of you. I know a lot of you on the outside, but I don't know any of you on the inside. I, sometimes you share with me, but only you know what's inside your hearts and in your heads. But here's the thing, I know what's inside my heart, inside my head. And if I am in any way responsible for my salvation, other than simply desperately crying out, save me, I'm sinking, then I know I do not have a chance in hell of being saved. But here's the thing. I am convinced of the good news of Scripture. That even a person whose every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually can be saved by grace and can live a life considered righteous and blameless because of that same grace and can build an ark that saved the world. That's really good news. That kind of good news can inspire us all to fall on our knees when confronted with the law cry out for grace because we're sinking. And then, by that same grace, we can rise up again and live lives of authentic Christianity. Lives driven by love. Real, sacrificial, unconditional love. And that we too can build docks that save our lives. Thanks be to God.
loving God, giving thanks for restoring us.